My favorite verse is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it is not rude. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. This is my favorite verse because it uh, shows us how we should treat others with love especially our parents and siblings. It also shows how Jesus acted towards others as an example for us. My favorite Bible verse is Limitations 3, 22-23, and it says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I heard this when our group was reading a chapter from the Bible every day in December. I love it because I can always go back to it when I'm having a hard day or if I just need some reassurance about things. Hi, my name is Aubrey Kaminsky and I wanted to take a few minutes to share with you what my favorite verse was. My favorite verse is Acts, is from Acts 2, it's verse 25 and it says, King David said this about him. I see the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. This is coming from where Peter preaches to the crowd, and he's basically scolding them for sacrificing Jesus on the cross. And he's talking about how David was prophesying about how the coming Messiah was going to come and save them all. So this was really important. This was a really important verse to me when I was going through my surgery. Last summer I figured out that I was going to have to have surgery on my knee because of a sports injury. So it helped me get through that in that recovery because it's a year recovery so I'm still recovering right now. But it helps me realize that it's not the end of the world and he's always there for me. So in fifth grade I, uh, I had a lot of problems with some friends and a lot of other things and things really weren't going my way. I started doubting Really, if Jesus was there and alongside me, yet one night I ended up reading the Bible. I ended up in the passage of er, in Job, and I read about his own his struggles and how he kept strong in the Lord even while he was having these uh, troubles worse than mine. And I started to wonder why I was not keeping my faith in my struggles that seemed so light compared to Job's. And a verse came in my head. That was Luke 22, 42, which is my favorite verse. It says, or it reads, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That night, I prayed, I prayed a similar prayer and asking the Lord for strength. And the next day, I went up to my friends and we just sort of talked it through. And I'm honestly really glad we did because... That was a real turning point in our friendship and my strength or my faith with the Lord. My name is Luke Arnold and my favorite verse is Genesis 1-1 because it reminds me that God created the earth, not the Big Bang Theory. My name is Joel Arnold and uh, my favorite verse is Revelation 7-16. It says, uh, they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. Uh, and the sun shall never uh, strike them, or, nor any scorching heat. Uh, I like this verse because it tells me um, the hope of heaven.
transcends a new beginning. As distant hearts begin believing, redemption's bid is unrelenting. Your love goes on. Your love goes on. Carry us, carry us. When the world gives way, you cover us, cover us with your endless grace. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. Time is up for chasing shadows. You gave the world a light to follow. A hope that shines beyond tomorrow. Your love goes on. Your love goes on. You carry us, carry us when the world gives way. You cover us, cover us with your endless grace. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. Tearing through the veil of darkness, breaking every chain you set us free. Fighting for the furthest are you gave your life for all to see Tearing through the veil of darkness Breaking every chain you set us free Fighting for the furthest are you gave your life Your love is relentless Your love is relentless Christine, as always, I am so thankful you are joining us this morning. It is here, yes, Celebration Sunday, and let me guess, some of you may not be feeling like celebrating. Am I right? Well, I'm going to address that this morning. I'm going to address it with some things that might be bringing you down. Are you possibly frustrated and angry about the changing times? I mean, maybe you're not agreeing with every decision that's being made right now? 
Is that stealing your joy? Maybe you're still afraid of getting sick. Maybe you're fearful of your kids getting sick. Uh, maybe you're fearful that you're not going to be able to pay your bills. Or maybe you're going to lose a job. I mean, these are all super real circumstances that we're facing in this day and age. And I'm going to acknowledge that they're real and they're scary. And these are uncertain times. But the bottom line is, none of those circumstances need to steal our joy. Because when our joy is in God, it's not circumstantial. The whole wide world could be falling apart around us, but God never falls apart. And we should be filled with joy. And we should be filled with this feeling of celebration because God is in our lives. We started the service with junior high students reading their favorite verses. I mean, if nothing else, that should give us joy this morning. They are trusting their Savior. They're trusting the Word of God. And that gives me hope. It gives me hope for tomorrow because our students are loving God. And we have an opportunity. What are the words that are above us? I know you remember. It hasn't been that long. Inspiring Christ-likeness. And guess what? When you're in the dark, you have some big opportunity to shine the light of Christ. We can inspire Christ-likeness through this, through the uncertainties, through the fears, through the anger. Let it go and choose joy today because God is our strength and the joy of the Lord is our strength and we can always trust him. So let's do that today. Let's celebrate big. Let's just let all the worries go and let's celebrate big. And let's just love on our God and allow him to love and nurture us. And I have an awesome couple to introduce to you, Brad and Megan Harness, who have such a neat story, such a great testimony of these quarantine times. So let's look at the good in all this and let's celebrate the Lord together. Morning, I'm Brad Harness and this is my wife, Megan. We've been married for about nine and a half years and we have three children, Jackson, Wesson, and Remy. Um, we met about 20 years ago at Grace's Junior High um, Ministry and we feel grateful that we're able to raise our kids in the youth ministry and have them be a part of that um, as it meant so much to us growing up. We wanted to take a moment just to share with you how God's been using the time this time with our family. Not being able to attend church on Sundays and Awana on Wednesdays has been a big change for us and our kids. They always looked forward to seeing their teachers, their friends, their cousins um, twice a week. Thankfully, we have an awesome children's director, Miss Brittany Kalmink, who has worked really hard to get us lessons and videos and coloring pages each Sunday to help us be able to teach our kids. Um, a few weeks ago, we were previewing the story for the coming Sunday about at bedtime with our kids, and it was the story about when John baptized Jesus. And after reading the story, both of our boys, ages six and a half and now five, started asking questions just about baptism and what that meant and why we do it. And that then led to a conversation about um, the meaning of accepting Christ and um, what that means and why we do that. Um, and through all of that, both of our boys made the decision that night to accept Christ into their hearts and ask him to be their savior. And that was just such an awesome blessing to be a part of. And we're just so thankful for the time that we have been able to have with our kids at home. And life has slowed down so much and allowed for conversations like this that we don't know when we otherwise would have had a chance to have with our kids. 
And so we just hope this encourages you to look for the little moments in conversations right where you are at home and with your family and friends. Reading a Bible story that night with our kids started as just a regular nightly Bible story routine. But um, God had bigger plans for our boys and in their hearts. And we're just so thankful for that. And we hope this encourages you to find those moments right where you are too. Thank you.
Celebration Sunday is that we remember that our God is a living and alive. He is not dead as some of the other gods are. Much of the other gods are just things we fashion out of our hands, but not Jesus, not Yahweh, not the one we serve. One of my favorite verses is found in Isaiah 40, 28. Do you not know, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth does not become tired or grow weary. He is alive and active during this COVID-19 pandemic as we see what's happening in the Harnesses family, in the lives of the junior hires, in your lives. It is a great time of testimony that he is alive and active. Let's pray together. Father, we pray because you hear. We pray because you care. We pray because you are nearer than our very breath. Lord, there is much in our heart, there is anxiety, there's excitement, all of that. And Father, our ultimate prayer is that through this pandemic, through our lives, you would show yourself great to those who do not know you. Your glory would be manifest in ways that are unexpected in the lives of, of those who are yet your people. And that would happen through us, through our faithfulness to you, to carry out the mission of making disciples, telling people about Jesus, how real he is, how much he loves them. Father, give us opportunities, we ask. We also ask, Lord, that you would continue to send rain and snow. We thank you for what we've gotten. I would ask that you would supply us with what we need, even a little bit more. And Father, when it comes, may we be quick to open our mouths with praise and direct other people to it. Father, we want to see revival. And Father, now we thank you for the opportunity that we get to, get to have of worshiping you with our tithes and our offerings. You put it into our hands so we can honor you. And it is in Jesus Christ's name that we all pray and all of God's people said, Amen. Tastes like a river wash over me Immerse me in water as deep as the sea me in love, your healing embrace. 
peace like a river wash over me yes I worship your majesty I worship your holy name Jesus my everything all that I am is yours Come Holy Spirit Rain down on me Break open the heavens And drench the unseen Pour out your presence as I pour out your praise. Come, Holy Spirit, Lord, have your way. As I worship your majesty, I worship your holy name. Jesus, my everything, all that I am is yours. Lord, send revival, Lord, send it now, a move of your spirit, heaven break. Come now in power, cover this land like you've done it before. Would you do it again? Lord, send revival, Lord, send it now. A move of your spirit, heaven break out. Come now in power, cover this land like you've done it before. Would you do it again? As I worship your majesty, I worship your holy name, Jesus, my everything, all that I am is yours. As I worship your majesty, I worship your holy name. Jesus, my everything, all that I am is yours. All right, well, let's enjoy these awesome testimonies from the Irvines and the Shores right now. Hi, church family. This is Jay and Delinda Irvine. We are in quarantine on a bicycle built for two. Yeah, I know the social distancing is maybe not as far apart as we should be, but this is what we're doing, and uh, we get our exercise every day. So God has been gracious to us, giving us a, a way to exercise together, but also he uses as an illustration, uh, personally for me. So it started with um, picking up the bike and the sales guy saying, this is going to move your relationship to a new level of trust. And I remember thinking, we've been married for 33 years. I think we got the trust thing. 
and we went outside onto the um, into the parking lot. There goes a bike, motorbike, and um, the my husband takes off driving uh, on this bike, pedaling, and it was very wobbly, and I had no brakes, and I had no steering, and he takes a very sharp turn, and we almost crash, and it was very, very scary. All that to say, when the shelter in place happened, all of our plans got changed, and it was very, very sad, frustrating, and um, discouraging, and God brought this this lesson of the tandem bike and he let me know that he is the captain of the bike and he's going to take us on adventures and we're not always going to know which way it's going but we need to trust him and it's been a real comfort for me to know that Jesus is right here he's guiding this and um, we're going to be okay because he's a trustworthy captain and actually here's a little fun fact when you ride a tandem bike people all wave and smile it's almost as if you're in a parade. And so God also has revealed to me that, you know what, when you're loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you're loving people, it's appealing. It brings joy to people's hearts. So anyhow, just wanted to share that that's been an amazing lesson, reminder that God is in control. Jesus is the captain of our bike, and I'm super thankful. That's it, see ya. All right, love you, miss you guys. Let God go. Go. Good morning, Grace family. Uh, we are Kevin and Joni Shore, and we just wanted to take a minute this morning and share with you a little bit about what the Lord's done in our lives um, over a journey we've gone through the past year. It was just about a year ago that I was diagnosed um, unexpectedly with prostate cancer, and uh, uh, not something we expected. And uh, obviously, whenever you hear uh, cancer associated with you, it is uh, not a good thing. But we've seen how the Lord's been faithful through this process over the past year. The Lord um, laid the passage in Daniel 3 on both of our hearts, and we shared it with each other. And um, it was quite a rock for us through the journey. And it is um, when... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are going to be thrown into the furnace. And they said, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. So we prayed that the Lord would, would heal me, but we knew that even if he didn't, we were committed to, to being faithful and to following him and trusting him through the process. As it turns out, in September, I had surgery um, at UCLA and subsequent tests determined that um, I am cancer free. So they got it all. Uh, so, you know, praise the Lord for that. Uh, but we knew that even if that didn't go that direction, we were going to follow him and trust him through whatever process he took us through. And we were just so thankful, and we will always remember how going through it, um, the Lord, as life went on around us, the Lord um, really gave us peace and and joy, and um, we really felt his direction and his leading. Yeah. Um, last week, Stephen Elliott shared the story of the Israelites and in their um 
their journey into the promised land, how they crossed the Jordan River. And the Lord told them to pick up stones from the bottom of the river, the riverbed. And then when they got to the other side to build a monument to help them remember what the Lord had led them through. Um, we found this uh, carn, this stack of stones that we bought um, specifically to help remind us of what the Lord has taken us through in this experience. We, we've gone through a lot of stuff in our lifetimes. The Lord has been faithful through a lot of different things. But this one um, was different. And this one, uh, this monument is to remind us in this situation of his faithfulness, of his goodness, um, of his provision through a difficult time. Well, thanks for listening. We miss you. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you in person again soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We miss you too, Shores. It is so good to be together on Celebration Sunday. Even if we're gathered in our own homes, on our own couches, it is good to be together and to celebrate what the Lord is doing in the lives of those people in our church. God is still working. That is an amazing blessing that we can see every day. And it is awesome to see and to hear from different members of our congregation. So thank you guys for sharing. It was also really cool to hear from the junior high students what their favorite verse was, and also to hear from Michael Lopes what his favorite verse was, back to junior high for him too. So I am here with Becca and Natalie, good friends of mine, who recently had a major change in their lives. Um, I want to start by having you guys both just tell everybody who you are and where you serve at Grace Community Church. Uh, my name is Becca Tilly, and I serve in kind of a number of places. Um, my husband and I, Jared, serve in the high school ministries as small group leaders. Um, we also serve um, in the children's department as Captain Quarter and Princess Penny. Um, we all, I also sing on the worship team and, and is, am involved in the worship ministry, and now newly I'm serving on staff as the graphic designer and web, web developer. I am Natalie Clements, and I have been involved with Grace Community since I was in high school. And so right now, I'm currently attending Satellite, ABF, and I've had lots of great opportunities to serve here in different ministries. And recently, I am the receptionist, or fancier term is administrative assistant. So yeah. Great. You guys both just revealed some major secrets maybe to some people. One is that you're Princess Penny. I don't know that our children's department realizes that that, that is your uh, extra thing that you do for our church for VBS. Looking forward to seeing you this summer. And the other thing you revealed is that you are on staff at Grace Community Church, and maybe it happened at a time where a lot of people in our congregation don't realize that you're both in the front office. So tell us how that came about in your life. What made you decide to kind of pursue that role, that role on staff. Yeah, so about 10 weeks ago, um, I started having conversations with um, a few people on staff that a position was opening up, um, and it would drastically change kind of what life looked like for Jared and I. And um, so through probably, I said 10 weeks ago, 10 weeks and nine weeks, kind of took the time to pray and talk to talk to family, talk to um, the pastors on staff, and doors just kept opening and opening and opening, and, and, and nothing shut. And so Jared and I said, gosh, we need to just walk through these doors. You know, they're not shutting, so keep going. So um, the opportunity came. Um, I took the job, and it's been a great 
great thing ever since. Um, I feel like I'm a part of the crazy family that is the staff um, at Grace. And um, and like I said, 10 weeks ago, two weeks later, um, the COVID hit and we went uh, online. And so my job um, drastically changed and I was doing all the social media and all the web design and all the behind the camera things um, for the church. And that's just been an amazing thing to see God provide and lay the road work out for, for where we are right now, sitting behind a camera filming and talking to you all at home. So kind of a crazy thing. I had the opportunity to work on staff back in February. And a little bit before that, I had taken some time off of school and I ended up deciding to transfer to online schooling. And so for me, that was a really difficult thing because I've, that's something I've never done before. And so that was a door that God started for me. And through that, I just was praying and hoping that maybe an opportunity through a job or through service, I don't know, came up. And here we are. I had this job opportunity come up and I decided to take it. And like Becca, the door was open. And so I decided to walk to it and it was a huge blessing. And it's something where I... I knew I was working with pastoral staff and I would have to be on my best behavior all the time, <laughs> but it became more than a job. It became a joy to be there and to be serving on staff and to be learning from such great servants. And it's really been a blessing and God has really provided not only an opportunity, but an experience for me to be better at serving him. Their stories go beyond what they've shared this morning. There obviously isn't enough time. I would encourage you when you call in just to ask them a question about where they're at or um, what they're doing, how they got where they are. Uh, amazing blessing behind the story. In January, we were happy as a staff. Shonda and Peyton were with us. We miss you guys tremendously. Shout out to Shonda and Peyton for sure. They just did a shout out on a Sunday morning. That's kind of <laughs> awkward. Wouldn't do that probably normally, but we miss you guys for sure. But what a blessing it is to have God's provision in these two young ladies and to see our front office continue to function. I would like to end today with you guys just sharing something that maybe you want our congregation, the people of Grace Community Church and our community in Visalia. Many people who don't attend here regularly might be watching this morning. What would you like them to know? This is your moment, your letter from home, so to speak. I've never regretted, whew, never regretted being obedient to the Lord. Yeah. Come on, Dad. <laughs> I answer the phones. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, something that I would like to leave with is I think that there are times where God doesn't have a yes or no or not now. I think there is oftentimes in our lives where he gives us many doors and something to remember and something that I've been going through is God is going to be there regardless. Whether you make the right, the wrong, or the I don't know decisions, he will be there and he will persevere and just like he has through this COVID. And that's something that I have been learning and it's been a great deal to my faith. Great. We're going to continue our worship through song this morning. The lyrics will be on your screen at home. I would encourage you to sing along, even if it feels just a little bit awkward or uncomfortable. This is our opportunity to praise God and give him the glory he deserves on our celebration Sunday.
finest song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. Live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. And only there is no one like you. There is none besides you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. And only there is no one like you. There is none besides you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. none besides you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. I will build my life upon your love. I will put my trust in you alone And I will not be shaken 
Well, amen, church. We're going to go into a time of communion now. Revelation 1.8. I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God Almighty, who is and who was and who is to come. We serve a God of the past, of the present, and the future. He was there before time began, and he is in this present moment. As Psalm 46 says, he is our very present help in times of trouble, and he is in the future, awaiting our arrival. And during this time, this is a great comfort, that we serve a sovereign king of the past, present, and future. This morning, we are partaking in communion. And just like our God, who's in the past, present, and future, communion has a past, present, and future reality. That the bread, which represents and symbolizes the body of Christ, or the, the wine or grape juice, represents the blood of Jesus, and that is pointing back to an objective past reality of an event where Jesus was crucified. You see, this is not a fable, it's not a parable, this is not a fictional story, but this is a historical event, an objective reality that happened. That Jesus sacrificed his life. And so when we partake of this meal, it is a memorial. Looking back at the accomplishment of the cross. And in fact, Jesus says that every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. That Jesus, his body was broken for us. That his blood, his very life was poured out for us. That Jesus, the righteous and innocent one, took our sin and the penalty of sin and the judgment of God so that we could be forgiven of our sin and that we would be reconciled to God, that our relationship would be made right once again. And that is God's definitive proclamation and example of his love for us. As John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That it is God's love for us. And as Jesus hung on the cross and his final words in the gospel of John is it is finished. It is finished 2,000 years ago. It's finished now and it's finished until eternity. Because it's a past objective reality that Jesus has accomplished in the cross, sacrificial death for us. It is truth. And as they say, truth is a very stubborn thing. Cannot be moved. It's not subject to change. And therefore, it is a great anchor for our present faith. You see, his past objective death 
brings us to this very moment. Our present relationship that we have with this crucified living Lord, that that's available, that that's even possible, is because of his past objective death for our sake. That it's Jesus who brings us into a relationship with God. That our sins are forgiven, totally forgiven because of his death. And of course, God, he pours out his Holy Spirit. And so we are all indwelled by the one Spirit. And this is a very comforting thing in this time. Because although we are physically distant and physically separated, we are actually united. We are one spiritually. And it's because we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, because of the body that was broken for us, because of the blood that was shed for us. That's how we take communion as one, as together. And so this meal is a present act of faith, believing that Jesus' death is sufficient, believing that Jesus' death has actually made us a one people, part of the one body of Christ, and that when we partake of communion this morning, though we may be separated physically by act of faith, we believe that in fact we are taking communion together this morning because we are united by the one spirit, united by the one body broken for us, by the one source of blood that was shed for us. And of course, this faith, this faith turns into hope as we look and dwell upon the future. You see, Jesus, he puts a future orientation on this meal. When he, after he drinks, he says, he will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until he drinks it anew with you in the kingdom of my father. That Jesus, he looks at this meal and he's already looking to the great final day when he comes again and the kingdom will be fully consummated in the world. You see this meal, he was looking back at the Passover, which was God's great liberation event where Israelites were delivered out of Egypt. And he was applying it to the present liberation where he was dying on the cross to save us from our sins and ultimately looking to the future kingdom where all sin and all death would be finally removed. And so this meal is a foretaste of the great marriage supper of the Lamb that we partake in this morning. And so his objective death brings us into this present reality of relationship that we have with God and then points to our future kingdom hope. The preached word is the gospel invisible, but communion is the gospel made visible. That when we preach the gospel of the kingdom, that it's an invisible word, that we preach that your sins are forgiven, that this, what, what Jesus has done for us, means that we are saved. But when we partake of communion, it's preaching the gospel in a different way. It's not primarily through the intellect. It's not through 
the invisible word, but it's the word made visible to us. It's a very visceral and involves our senses. We eat it. We digest it. We take it in. And you see, this reminds us that our salvation is earthly. We're not saved through esoteric knowledge, but we're saved by the human, Jesus, the one who literally broke his body for us, the one who literally poured his blood out for us. That's an earthy salvation. And so communion reminds us that our salvation is found in Jesus alone, in his body, his death, and his resurrection, because we serve a living, crucified Lord. And you see, there's many, there's many rich foods and there's many rich meals in the world, but there's no meal richer than the meal that we partake in this morning, the meal of communion. It may look like a beggar's meal, just a little bit of bread, a little bit of grape juice or wine, but looking at it through the eyes of faith and seeing that it is, represents the body and blood of our Lord, that brings us the sign of this present communion that we have with him. And then the foretaste of the great banquet to come, that this, in this meal, we taste heaven. That Psalm 34, 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And in this meal, we actually get to do that. We taste and see the goodness of our God, that he, out of his love for us, would send his son, that he would say, my body, this is my body, which is broken for you, for you. This is my blood, which is poured out for forgiveness of sin. And so this morning, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, I could preach about it and talk about it all day long, but there's nothing like experiencing it for yourself. And so gather your elements and prepare yourselves as Pastor John is going to lead us in a time of communion this morning. Let's quiet our hearts. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, he blessed, and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Take and eat.
In the same way, after supper, the cup also, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. All of you drink it. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Grounded in the things that Jared shared with us about the power and significance of what we have done what we do when we take this bread and this cup. We identify most fully with what Jesus has accomplished for us. This last week I read that Tom Hanks, who has contracted and recovered from COVID-19, his blood is going to be used for a vaccine to fight the coronavirus. But we know whose blood has been used to create not just a vaccine, but an eradication and a defeat of the power of sin and its hold on us, its power over us. It's condemnation of us. And not only yours and not only mine, but as Jared made plain, the sins of the entire world. Sin itself is broken by the blood of Jesus Christ. So as you face the rest of this day, as you face tomorrow, the challenges that today, tomorrow, the coming week and weeks hold. Remember who you are in Christ. Remember that stubborn truth, that truth that has a past, a present, and a future, and the power of the Holy Spirit that is ours in Christ that draws us to this meal helps us to understand it and realize who we are in Jesus Christ as well as empowers us to walk in his footsteps and name him and call him and declare him Lord. We love you. We do miss you. As many have testified and mentioned in their videos or interviews this morning, we hope that this has a short life, but if this pandemic continues to thrive, well, we'll be here, we'll be here for you, 
And in one way or another, we will be together in the spirit and able to support and encourage not only one another, but those around us as we're able to be a light in the world. So on behalf of all of us, I just want to tell you, we love you in the Lord. God bless you. Give you an elbow bump, fist bump, big kiss. We hug. God bless you.